0: Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Dr. Nurse Podcast. This week, we're talking with Daniel Tran. He is a graduate of the University of Texas in 2018, and he worked in psychiatric and mental health nursing for three years. In November of 2021, he was able to leave his bedside nursing job to pursue entrepreneurship as a personal finance coach. He specifically helps nurses get rid of debt, achieve financial independence through investing, and get on track to retire early. He shares how he started his business and what he thinks you need to start your business or side hustle today. So enjoy the episode. Guys, I am so excited to share this guest with you. I think you're going to get a lot out of him. Check him out on TikTok and Instagram. He's always throwing up really great content. I hope you guys are having a great week. Enjoy the journey. Hi, Daniel. Welcome to the podcast. I said a little bit about who you are before the podcast. So again, just welcome. Thanks for coming on to talk to my guest.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: So happy to have you on. I've introduced my guest to you prior to the podcast, but again, super happy to have you on today to talk about everything you've been doing in your nursing career.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Super excited to be here and let's get started.
0: So yeah, one of the things I, I was saying earlier was I was so glad that I finally had a male on the podcast. It's been like a whole female run for a while, and I've been like missing yeah. some like male energy. So I'm super glad you, you're here today. Yeah. Let's let's dive in. Tell me a little bit about yourself as you see yourself and kind of what uh, you do on a day-to-day basis in these recent these recent times.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I work online as a personal finance coach for nurses, and I know that's not... Very conventional job. So, I'm going to have to explain it a bit. So, mainly, you know, I help nurses take control of their finances. They can, you know, get on track to achieve financial independence, get on track to retire early. I'm just making sure that, you know, nurses, if they have any kind of debt, if they want to build their savings, they want to learn how to invest, build credit, develop a healthy relationship with money, just anything personal finance related, I help coach nurses on that. Thanks.
0: So, you've become a personal finance coach. Does that mean you're no longer working as an RN?
1: Yeah. So just for some background, people ask me this all the time, right? Yes. So I I am a nurse. I still have my license. I'm not practicing anymore. I actually left the bedside November of 2021. So it's been a bit over a year. I worked as a nurse for around three years on adult, like a psychiatric mental health unit, and then eventually transitioned to full-time as as a muddy coach online.
0: Oh, that's kind of neat. A lot of nurses that listen to my podcast are looking for different things to get involved in, how to kind of branch out from the bedside. And so to hear you describe that you were a nurse and now you've moved into this, you know, personal finance space, that is Mm -hmm. fantastic. So what led you to kind of start this? Because you didn't wake up one day and just go like, I'm done with bedside and just completely chuck it and just go into personal finance one you mm-hmm. had to figure out personal finance to the other thing too is how did you branch into personal finance and then what was yeah. kind of your transition into stepping away from the bedside so yeah tell me a little bit about side hustle turning into the main hustle
1: yeah i think you hit around right on the point there's like two like two aspects to it there's the personal finance aspect and there's the entrepreneur aspect as far as the personal finance i'll, I'll hit on that a little bit so you know whenever i first started as a nurse Start at twenty five, sixty an hour. I mean, I live in Texas, so the cost of living is a bit cheaper here. But I knew that, you know, even though it wasn't a ton of money, that was more than I was ever making beforehand, my first big boy job. And I knew that if I was smart with it, even though it wasn't a lot, I, I could take it pretty far. I've seen examples of it. Just because my parents grew up, like, not with a lot of money, and they, they took that money pretty far. Just being, like, pretty frugal with it. So I knew that if I did that and also invested, I wouldn't have to work for the rest of my life. So that kind of got me interested. I didn't expect to become... Like super obsessed with it, but it's like a rabbit hole. Anything, like any hobby that you get super into, you just get super obsessed with it sometimes. So that went, that went pretty far. And then what really sparked entrepreneurship, like starting my business was COVID, right? So COVID was, I mean, just the pandemic in general, whenever it emerged, I know it was a tough time for a lot of people, you know, but honestly, that's one of the best times of my life, especially someone with my personality, who's very, very introverted there's a lot of, like, deep thinking and, like, self-reflection. Just that time was, was tough for, for a lot of us as nurses, right? Yeah. And really got me thinking, like, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? You know, and it certainly wasn't bedside. I always told people, even whenever I first started as a nurse, like, if I wasn't working nursing two or three years from now, like, don't be surprised. But the thing is, like, whenever I said that, I had no idea what I was going to do. I just, I just said that. I'm just talking. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just, just talking. So uh, yeah. I'm not going to be here In long. A I'm not going to
0: stay here long. Got yeah, it. <laughs> yeah,
1: precisely, precisely. So this got me thinking, you know, should I go back to school? Should I become like a health coach, personal finance coach? I, I entertain all those ideas, you know, when personal finance coaching was actually the third one on that list. I, I tried, I looked into health coaching first, looked into going back to NP school first, Decided not to do those because oh, it, it just didn't, it didn't fill my cup where right? it didn't excite me as much as personal finance coaching. So I started, started doing that for some, some co-workers from for some uh, some close friends saw some success out of it started one-on-one coaching eventually launched my, uh, my coaching program things took off from there and uh, here we are
0: oh my goodness so when did you officially leave the bedside was it at the two-year mark uh, or the uh, it was at,
1: it was around the three-year mark but it was a slow transition you know well, i wouldn't say slow but it was it was more so gradual it was full-time went to part-time pr and then left altogether uh, november of 2021
0: nice nice so again one of the things i love to bring up is once you shoot for the stars like i'm not going to be here long i got i'm two years i'm gonna be out y'all gonna see me i'm gonna be gone you're not gonna see me i'm gonna be gone like whatever you create that narrative and you start that you start attracting those things to you right and so the whole mentality of like well i don't want to say anything because you know i might jinx it's like no put it out there Because the more you put it out there, the more you end up bringing that stuff to you. You don't have to be afraid and try to like pretend like, you know, oh, I'm going to be doing this for the next 50 years. Maybe if you actually say it out loud, you'll start to believe it. And then again, these things will start to come to you. So I think that is so cool. And I think that's really neat about your side hustle and how, again, it just started slow. That's something that I advocate for nurses all the time. Don't quit your day Mm -hmm. job. Don't quit your nursing job. Use your nursing job to set yourself free. And mm-hmm. I also love that you had multiple things that you were thinking about and you through a process of elimination were like mm, that doesn't fill my cup. Being a nurse practitioner sounds super great. It's what the school is mm-hmm. telling me I'm supposed to do is the next yeah. step, but that exactly. really doesn't fill me up. It doesn't bring me joy. So why would I do that? Smart. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, like with you know health coaching, you're like, well, maybe I like it. No, personal finance. And so again, you just got to kind of figure out where is an area that doesn't feel like work for you, that just brings you a lot of joy. And you get to work out of that space and then use your nursing degree to help bankroll your life until you can let that take over. Like, it's so cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is a great point. Just because, you know, a lot of people, they, they choose nursing, they work for a couple of years, they, real, they just realize they don't want to do it at all. And I wouldn't say that's a mistake. I don't regret choosing nursing at all. You know, even though I didn't like it that much, I learned a lot, it gave me a lot of stability and that's, that's a gift, you know, because with nursing, like the schedule is so flexible, you have four days off to work on a side hustle. I mean, m- most jobs aren't like that, right? You have just two days off. You have the, the weekends and the weekends, no one wants to do anything. So for me, it was, it was a huge blessing, a blessing. It gave me stability as I worked on a side hustle, see what worked, see what didn't work. So for me, I don't, I don't regret choosing it at all. I think it's a beautiful yeah. thing. It's a huge stepping stone in my career a lot of character and for sure I can say without any kind of doubt that working as a psych nurse made me a much better coach you know prepared me to receive hate comments on Instagram that's that's nothing right (laughs) I dealt with a lot more as a psych nurse you know of course like nurses work hard so I I really do attribute a lot of my character traits my work ethic towards being a nurse so definitely made me who I am today 100%
0: what are some of the aspects of nursing that you found really difficult? I don't really talk about this very often, but I find it interesting that you brought that up. And so I kind of want to dive down deep into that. Like what were some of the things that make Mm. nursing difficult for those people that are like, okay, Mm. it's hard, but isn't it just always hard? Like what are some of the things that you struggled with that a nurse that's listening right now will go like, yeah, me too. Like maybe it is time for me to Think about some, like something else, because again, I think it's individualized. And I think you posted something on Instagram. I was, I follow you on Instagram. I think you're great. And so like, one of the things that you wrote was just like the abuse that you with, you know, we're under at different times. And again, psych patients, they're not fully there, mm-hmm. but still abuse is abuse, regardless of if it's coming from somebody that's got their whole mind together or they don't. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the aspects of your job that were really tough for you as an RN?
1: Yeah. That's a great question. So much to choose from. <laughs> just
0: I know, right? Uh, just, you can just give me like the top, like two things that were just like really yeah. tough. Yeah. I got you. But you look okay. back and you're like, don't miss that at all. At all.
1: Yeah. So me, Nash, I'm a very empathetic person. That's why I chose to be a psych nurse. Right? I mean, whenever I did psych clinicals in nursing school, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. I just love sitting there talking to patients, helping them work through their problems, you know, being like a, an outlet for their stress throughout the day and like some of their problems. And the thing is, you know, sometimes it's like patients are not always in the right mind. They're not in a great place. And sometimes you have to deal with verbal abuse, you know, and over time, if you care a hundred percent all the time and you take what they say, you know, super seriously and, you know, you can't just pick and choose when you care, you know? So whenever you get the verbal abuse, it's hard to just block it out because you, you can't pick and choose like when you care and what you don't. Right? So that's, that's one of the hardest things is like struggling with that. That's why, I think that's why a lot of you know, ICU nurses, ED nurses, they kind of built up this kind of like emotional armor to like protect themselves. Right? And they come across as like very hard. I don't, I don't blame them at all because right? they need that to keep going on a day-to-day basis. If you take everything you know, to heart, you just won't, you won't, you won't stay very long. You know, people can only take so much. So just find that balance between being empathetic on a day-to-day basis and you know, trying to block out the verbal abuse that, that comes from time to time. I found that to be a bit tough. Right, just as human beings, I think as nurses, we deal with a lot more trauma, a lot more you know, extreme circumstances that you're really used to seeing on a day-to-day basis. So I would say that's probably like one of the biggest things for emotionally. And then I'll see a second one.
0: you got one. This is
1: the way that I felt. I'm sure other nurses feel it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, just feeling like I was meant to do something more than just like working at the bedside. I'm not saying that it's beneath me. I just feel like it doesn't really play to my strengths like that well. And there's other skills I've always wanted to develop in life, right? I want to become a better public speaker. I want to learn, you know, sales, like marketing and stuff like that. just building something for myself as well, right? So, you know, working at the bedside, night shift, like rid me of my my social life. You know, sleep was bad. I just knew that, you know, I could build my own thing and just live life on my terms a bit more. And like, just kind of cultivate the skills that I feel like I naturally gravitate towards. So, I'm not going to lie, like the the psych job that I had was somewhat cushy, especially for a psych job. I'm not going to say that it was super hard on a day-to-day basis. That just really wasn't the case. It was more so knowing that there's something out there better for me that I could be building. Just knowing that, like staying in a job, I felt stagnant, maybe somewhat miserable. Just just knowing that, just knowing that there's a better option for me. I just couldn't stand to stay there much longer.
0: Wow. Wow. That's huge. Like what you're describing is that mindset of just this cannot be it. Like there's got to be more out there that plays to my strengths. That's something again, like every nurse that's you're meant for more. You're meant for more. And I think that's the whole point of my podcast. That's the whole thing I'm trying to let nurses see and hear is that yes, nursing is great. And yes, there's aspects to it that are phenomenal. The flexibility, like you said, the, the stability, the, the need that's always there. I think it's also neat that for someone who is empathetic, you can step into those spaces with people and help them along their journey. That's super rewarding. But what I also hear time and time again is just, there's a lid, there's a lid. There's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can climb to. So I think it's phenomenal that you recognize that really early in your career and that you are like, it's time to keep moving. Like, I can't just stay here because you can't, like you can, and some people do. But I don't think that's you living into your full potential. I think it's fabulous exactly how you've identified that you can do more with your career. Fabulous. So what is one aspect of business that was hard for Mm -hmm. you coming from your nursing background? And then again, kind of like what you said, this was easy for me because I was a nurse. And so building my business, this part was easy. So a hard one and an easy one
1: so hard thing you know people always say things like starting a business is like risky right i think if you have the spirit like the entrepreneurial spirit and you don't start one i think it's even more risky so people fail, fail to consider the cost of inaction and as a result there's a hundred percent chance that they're not gonna achieve what they want in a life right so i would say for me yeah like the the, the hardest thing but just it's just my personality i'm very introverted like i really don't like being on camera super camera shy, not naturally great at public speaking. So just like being like a content creator, it's like, it was very nerve wracking for me, it just like stepping out of my comfort zone. Sometimes I watch videos that I made two years ago, I was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> you know? So I'm sure, I'm sure a year from now, I'll, I'll even look back on the videos yeah. I made this past year and be like, what the heck is that? It's just always yeah. getting better. Just because I'm very self-analytical and just growing up, I care a lot about what, what like other people thought about me, right? So my biggest fear was putting out a video on, on Instagram, like a reel or TikTok, and then you know having one of my friends or the people that I grew up with just watch watching and be like, "What the heck is that? Like, it's so cringe! Like, who does he think he is?" You know? Yeah. And in reality, I have heard people that I know that that have said that you know, behind my back. So the thing is, you know, after some time, you see what kind of effect that you can have on this world. You know, the positive changes that you can make over some time. Like your your purpose just becomes so much bigger than any kind of like you know, hate comment or like trash that's talked about behind your back. It doesn't really matter because I just have other things I have to focus on. I'm such a busy person nowadays. Like I don't have enough time to do things that I want to do. So for me to spend time, like worry about a hate comment, is just not really worth my time. It used to bother me a lot more than it does now, but if dealing with hate comments every now and then is the price that I have to pay to do what I do I'm more than happy to pay that price.
0: Yeah. One of the things I was thinking as you were talking about your business and how you've grown it, and how you started with I'm assuming healthcare professionals that were just around you at work, do you exclusively yeah. work with healthcare professionals for your business, or do you work with anyone?
1: I would say my clientele is probably like ninety five percent nurses Wow, maybe like ninety percent, yeah, yeah, people have approached me they're not nurses i can I can't just say no because they're not nurses yeah, um, yeah. I, I choose yeah, but just because like all well, of us we deal with the same money problems you know was, with nurses i I chose us just because. A lot of times we don't know where to turn whenever it comes to help with personal finances. You know, we're financially illiterate. We don't know who to trust, where to start. There's like, there's all these, this is a big barrier to entry. And they, people want to talk to people that are like them, like work with people that are like them. Just having that relatability. We deal with our own problems. You know, nursing is, I don't want to say like cult, but there's like a, a cult-like, cult-like spirit where people, we just, we, we have that shared sense of difficulty. So we kind yeah. of band together in, in that sense. So yeah. a lot of people tell me that they only work with me because I'm a nurse, you know, and there's that that level of trust. I mean, people don't trust me 100% whenever they first meet me, but like a greater level of trust. Just, yeah. you know, working with me as opposed to going to a bank when working with a financial advisor, it feels a lot more like impersonal that way.
0: One of the things that I was hearing from what you were saying was nurses trust other nurses because we're like a band of brothers, right? Like, it's true. Hmm. Like, you get it because you've been in the trenches, taking grenades you know what it's like you know and so we're the most trusted profession in america right and so it doesn't make any it, it makes a lot of sense for them to trust you within hey tell me what to do with my money like i don't i don't know like and again from someone that you know like intrinsically nurses take to heart being honest having lots of empathy putting yourself in somebody's shoes like you wouldn't want somebody to like give you bad advice or like not be honest with you. And so because of that mentality that we have with dosing medications on people, you know, again, we get a very rare few nurses that are disasters that try to like hurt people and whatever, but disasters, right? Those are very rare. And of course, put them all over the news, but most, most nurses, bread and butter are just trying to look out for people. They really are. And so I think it fits so well into your niche. And when you're describing you know, the hard parts of nursing, I'm hearing a lot of what you had to endure as a psych nurse play super well into coming alongside other nurses that are struggling with fear, anxiety, all these different things that are mental health disorders, right? From money problems, money stress, that you can, you know, implement, what is it, the therapeutic method with them on top of giving really great financial advice, you know? And so, yeah, I just think that's so neat. Tell me about how you've merged your nursing skills with a client, for example, like give me an example, if you can, you can think of something. Thanks for listening to the episode. I hope you're enjoying the conversation. I wanted to take this time and remind you to check out the success NP Etsy shop. It's a shop that I design with my best girlfriend, cute nurse practitioner gear, hats, bags, Anything you could think of, as well as adorable digital products, mom life stuff. So resources for nurses to come. We're just excited about our shop. It's another way to support the podcast and to get really cool gear. Check it out and be sure to tell your friends about the podcast as well as the Etsy shop if you'd like. And what I'm building here, any promotion, any sharing helps build my audience and I greatly appreciate it. Now, let's get back to the episode. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. So I think we all learned about Maslow's hierarchy of needs in nursing school, right? Like, you got to have like food and shelter, usually the basic things before we go, go up to like self-actualization, right? And I really apply that to the way that I help my clients because some people, they don't know like where to start with their finances. You know, they don't know if they should pay off their debt, if they should start investing, like saving it for a house and things of that sort. I've, cre- I've created something called a personal finance roadmap, and it really parallels Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? So... The first thing that I have everybody do, like all my clients, is building up an emergency fund, you know, prior to paying off debt, prior to you know, paying off credit cards, or like investing, just because the best thing that you really could buy with money, first and foremost, is peace of mind. That's, that's the most important thing. I mean, if you jump straight to investing prematurely, that's very risky because number one, I don't have the knowledge. And number two, there's always a certain degree of risk with investing. And if you don't have an emergency fund, you're at enough risk, right? Things happen in life. It's not a matter if, if something's going to happen, it's a matter of when. So if you don't have an emergency fund in place an emergency pops up, you probably have to put it on a credit card. You know, credit card debt is very predatory. So building up like a three-month emergency fund is like the first step. Second one is like paying off high interest debt or credit card debt. Because, you know, if, if you don't have credit card debt, then it's probably going to compound and it just be like a big rabbit hole. It's like trying to yeah. shovel water out of a sinking ship. And just addressing these big problems first. And then we can get to the point where we're, you know, investing, contributing for retirement, making your money work for you. Because like I said earlier, if you invest prematurely, you might lose money. And also what happens if your investments go down, right? There's not always a guarantee your investments will, will go up. So if, if your investments are going down and you have a bunch of credit card debt and you don't have an emergency fund, that's a very scary place to be in. You're probably making very like rash investment decisions, like very emotional. So you always want to invest from in a place of strength, but it's hard to do that if you haven't taken care of the basics, right? So it's like very similar to Maslow's. You just want to you know, build up that, 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 that security Make sure you have everything in place. And then we can move on to investing and have nothing holding you back. And that place, you know, you get to shift from playing defense with your money to to going on offense. And you'll have the mental capacity because you have less stress. You can focus on, you know, new types of investments, going back to school, starting your own business. So just like slowly stair-stepping your way up to the point where you just have more like mental RAM or like more mental space to just create a higher quality of life for yourself.
0: That is so good. And do you walk your clients through each one of these steps kind of holding them accountable like how are you doing? Did you invest the money you need to do? Did you do you have your emergency fund? This is the goal. Let's get there. You know, that kind of motivational, mm-hmm. do you find that very do you find that very rewarding?
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's where the true meaning comes from is seeing that progress, you know, and a lot of people they know they should be spending less, saving more, investing. It's like it's a step by step, but they get lost, right? And one big thing that a lot of personal finance like, gurus are missing on, online is that they don't focus enough on like, human behavior and psychology, right? So I feel that's another aspect that I have an advantage in just because I'm a psych nurse. And like, so much of personal finance is psychology. It's not about finding the best spreadsheet, find the best investment, but it's, like, it's getting them in a place where they're motivated to want to save more, to pay off their debts, to... know, stick to a sustainable budget, right? That's that's a huge thing is is human behavior, but they don't know how to go about that. They just feel like they need to be more like disciplined, but I have to help them set up the right systems and habits so that it's easier to stick to, right? So,
0: good, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I love that book, Atomic Habits, that, you know, it doesn't really always Mm -hmm. take these huge changes, right? You think it's like, I had to do all of this. I got to restructure the budget. I need to put all this stuff in the spreadsheet. It's got to be to the T, some people are like that, but that's overwhelming for most people, right? You're just like, I don't have time for that. Like, and so again, just making those little incremental changes can bring about wow. huge, huge success and huge, you know, you'll see the trickle, trickle down effect from just making those little changes. And again, holding somebody, holding you accountable, you know, you're going to have to get on the phone and talk to somebody that's going to be like, so how you do it. Like, I mean, that's kind of what those psych meetings are, right? I mean, I remember that from my, from my clinicals, you'd sit down and they would talk to you and then you'd be like, you start off good. You're like, oh, okay. they're too, Oh, no, not good. We're going to have to up the meds. That's not right. You know, like, so you just have to kind of see how people are doing. I think it's really, really cool. And I think it's amazing that it plays right into what you learned as a nurse. And so say for a nurse practitioner or a nurse that's listening, that's like, okay, How did you do it? Did you just take a personal finance course? I'm actually really good at money. I really like doing this. This might be something I'd be interested in. What would you say for an inspiring entrepreneur that's getting started? What's something that you would recommend for them to do if they were considering personal finance or just anything in general?
1: okay I guess like, are you asking if they want to become like a personal finance coach or just like entrepreneurship in, in general
0: in general like if you can say like listen if you're thinking about personal finance take this course but if you're thinking about entrepreneurship wow. this is really what i would recommend before you get yeah. started down this road from the advice from a personal finance coach does that make sense
1: it does it does so yeah i mean regardless of what kind of business you're, you're starting now i think it's good to have that financial literacy right? just because you want to be a prudent business owner you want to you know raise enough capital make sure that you're not in a lot of debt that you put money into the right places to make the right investments all right because all the money that i've made for my business i haven't touched it for personal use at all It'll, it all goes back to the business or i just save it i don't really feel like I, I need to touch it anytime soon i really attribute that to just have financial literacy i don't need that money to live so just having a baseline knowledge on personal finance you know how to how to save how to budget how to reinvest back into the business find the right mentors is super important. If you find a liking to it, like naturally, then you could maybe look into personal finance coaching. And just like entrepreneurship in general, I really recommend delving into the things that you naturally gravitate towards, right? So finding the things that look like work to other people, but feel like play to you mm-hmm. is what I recommend. And if you if you feel like you don't have anything that you naturally gravitate towards, that's a very common feeling. That just means that you haven't tried enough things, right? Everyone is born with gifts one with t- talents, you just have to find out what it is, right? You're not gonna like everything, but if you try enough things, you will find certain things that you're good at, right? So the reason why I advocate for, you know, going to things that you naturally grav- gravitate towards, just because you won't have to like nail yourself in the ground with like hard work all the time, because like it just feels like play to you, right? And if it feels like play to you, you can work, you can, you know, work hard, all day, you know, like every day of the week. If someone tries to compete with you and they don't naturally gravitate towards that 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 that, that niche or the industry as much as you do, they just can't outcompete you, right? Because they'll be working hard all day, you'll you'll, you'll, just, you'll just be playing all day, right? So they just can't they can't beat you, right? So combine that with your personality, and that'll make you stand out in any niche, any industry, and also just you know taking chances on yourself and just working hard. From that combination me to places i never even thought was possible
0: i think that's really good again finding those strengths one of the books that i really like is the strength i think it's strength finder It's like a Gallup <laughs> book that talks about like it has in there like the things that you're good at things that you're drawn to and there's just certain things little aspects of your personality that you just might be like i'm really kind of self you know, motivated. So I don't really need somebody on top of me telling me I need to do this or do that. I can just get it done. Or I am, you know, talkative or I like to do, like you said, you you say, you say it so often, like who you are, like I'm introverted. I tend to like, COVID was great for me. I had to like, you know, my, my favorite neighbor is the one I never talked to. I mean, that's my favorite neighbor, you know? So like those kinds of aspects of your, your personality, you just identify. And instead of like fighting it, I mean, that's kind of how I feel. I'm like, why not play to the things you're good at? Like, why go try to be something that you're not? Like, go be what you're good at and go be that, like, like a lot. <laughs> that's what we need. We need people more in that strength zone instead of working on my weaknesses to be stronger. Like, that's hard, right? That's work. But when you're working out of your strengths, you're like, this is easy, man. Like, I don't need to... I don't have to try here. Like I'm trying, I'm playing, but it doesn't, this is not draining me. And I think that's, I think that's why sometimes nursing is draining is because there are aspects to nursing that fit a lot of people. It's like, Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. I like talking to people. I like, I like being with people. I like, I like empathy. I like psych. And so then you get there and you're like, but I hate being verbally abused. Like what the heck? And I hate, that, you know, I've got to come and clock in and clock out, you know, different aspects of the job you may not like. So again, like you said, develops your character. It develops some areas that you might be weaker in, but then start building something that feels like play for you. So love that. Love that. So if you could go back to yourself, younger Daniel, younger Daniel, Uh and he's, you know, living with his, with his, are you Chinese, Vietnamese? I'm Vietnamese. Vietnamese Vietnamese parents and you're like all right I'm about to just break out into my life I'm gonna get started what would be one thing you would tell him if you could go back to that to that guy
1: so much as well but I think the the main thing is uh, maybe it's more practical advice as opposed to like inspirational but I'm a very I'm not a big risk taker I'm very like frugal that's just the way that I grew up right it's like very common in our culture is because we came over here like not with a lot of money and like Just like more of a scarcity mindset. So I was always like overly frugal in my life. And whenever I made any kind of transaction, like monetarily, I'd always think about the money that I was losing, right? And the past year, I've really shifted that a lot to the point where I really wouldn't consider myself like that frugal, like anymore just because I think the concept of money itself isn't really like real is more so like money is just energy, right? Like money is just like social credits or like IOUs from the job that you get, you know? And for me, I, I feel like I can always make more money if if I want to, right? So any transaction that I make nowadays, I'm more so think of it through the lens of like an investment, right? Is is what I'm buying giving me a good return on investment, a good ROI, right? And I, I apply it to everything. Whenever I go to the grocery store, I spend a lot of money on groceries, like abnormally high amounts compared to the average person. But also like health is a big part of my life. That's one of the most important things to me. So I view it as an investment. I'm more than happy to go to Costco, spend three or $400. For me, I just, I, I eat very healthy. I'm not gonna spare any kind of expense whenever it comes to my health. And I think that the value that I get in return is much more than three or $400. So I'm, I'm happy to pay it. That and also investing into people like mentors, coaches, investing into, you know, a nice gym, just, just stuff like that. So I wouldn't say that I'm like frugal. I'm just more so like very intentional. And the things I really care about, I'm not. I'm not going to spare any kind of expense. I'm not going to be frugal. Like education, like I, I spent over like thirty-five thousand dollars on like coaching programs and courses over the past couple of years. And you know, if some didn't work out the way that I wanted to. That's perfectly fine. You know, I think I put, try to put myself in the best position possible. And the more that I start spending, the more money I get in return. You know, so I just I didn't view money in that way back then. I just try to like hoard as much as possible. I'm a lot more generous now with myself, with other people. And somehow the the money just manages to, to flow back. You know, I think you kind right? of get what you uh, put out in return. Yeah.
0: Yes. I love that. So I talk about scarcity, abundance mindset all the time on this podcast. It's one of my favorite concepts. And it's one of the things that like I fixate on a lot. And like, people are like, you're kind of crazy about it. But I'm like, no, it's so cool. When you think about like, when you give stuff away, when you kind of have this, like, you're not so afraid. I mean, that's like fear, right? Just to hold on to money. But whenever you have more of an open hand, and then you go, okay, like, I'm just gonna live like, and then I'm going to believe that, like, if I need more money, or if I need to, you know, manufacture or figure it out, like, I'm going to be able to do it. And one, you have nursing to fall back on always, like, <laughs> you can just go be a nurse, you can go pick up a shift to make a $1,000, you know, like or $500, $600, like, you'll be yeah. fine. But at the same time, like you do notice that there are laws that govern the world that right. like you can't outgive. You can't outgive. You can't out. I mean, I'm sure you could if you were absolutely reckless, but most of the time, most people aren't just giving a ton. And right. when you do find that you give back, all of a sudden you're like, why is this literally, literally, I'll give a practical example. I went through my kids' toys. Okay. Just motherhood. It's you have to like, you are the, the stocking operator for the toys. Right. So I went through the <laughs> toys and I threw away, I got rid of two boxes of toys. Okay. Christmas comes two weeks later. Guess what walks in my door, two boxes of toys. I'm um, like, I just got rid of this. I just got rid of two toys. Like I need to get rid of four boxes of toys, you know, like, and so I'm sure four boxes will show up. And so it's just, it's crazy that again, so many entrepreneurs have said that exact Thing to me that that is the one thing that they will never give up is giving because they have seen it always come back it is like a it is like a cash you can't bounce you just can't bounce it like every time you think it's going out you're like it's gone that's it gave it all away comes right back in so again I think that's for someone that's listening that's like I don't know I'm scared I'm nervous don't be there's laws just like when you plant a seed and th- 30 days later you have a seedling and you're like, there it is. Some seeds don't sprout, but most seeds do sprout. And so then you just plant it. And then, you know, you, you, there's laws, right? You don't plant the seed the next day, wonder where the fruit is. <laughs> you she'd like to share on the podcast, how people could ki- find you, reach out to you, anything, Daniel, I'd, I'd give you some space to do that right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, Main channel is definitely Instagram. I do post I do repost a lot of my videos to real uh, TikTok from time to follow me there. I tend to post my my videos there before I post to Instagram. So if you want to see content there first, you can. But just wealthcare pros on, on Instagram. Goal of mine is to eventually maybe even do a podcast with some friends. Yeah. On the line or, or YouTube. So there's more like more so like long form content. I feel like that that plays to my strengths a bit more. But yeah. You know, if if you're someone that's interested in learning learning more about personal finances, whether it is You know, budgeting, paying off debt, saving, investing. Talk about all those things on my page. You know, I do have a coaching program. if you feel like you need more one-on-one help, but otherwise, you know, more than free to enjoy the the content on my page.
0: Sweet. Well, thank you for sharing all that. And for the last part of the podcast, it is the rapid fire questions. Daniel, are you ready? Yeah. Let's let's do it. Stay ready. Stay stay ready. Okay. If you had to give a book to somebody, what would it be?
1: A book. Personal finance book, I would say the best one I've ever read is I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. Oh, that's a good
0: one. Very good book. Okay. And yeah. are you a dessert guy? And if you are, what's your favorite dessert? I know you're healthy. So like, that. Yeah. I know you're healthy, uh, but I know, I know you got something.
1: I'm a big fan of tiramisu. I'll definitely, I, I, won't, I won't say no to, to that. Yeah.
0: Okay. You would tear up some tiramisu.
1: Oh, for sure! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coffee, yeah, yeah. And some coffee.
0: Ooh, yes, very good, very good. And what are you binge watching on Netflix? Because I know you're not perfect here. No, I know you're bingeing something. We all are. but you are binging these days, man?
1: You know, I spend a lot of time on YouTube. I've, I even have YouTube Premium. That tells you like how much I, how much time I spend on there. I've been binging a lot of clips of The Office as my all-time favorite TV show. I probably watched it like. Fifteen times, like all the seasons all the seasons. i'm I'm a huge yeah i'm I'm a huge super fan of the yeah. office for sure.
0: yeah, no, it's solid. it really is you can't I can't lie. you know it is so funny. I did watch the Harry and Meghan special, so I was just uh-huh. I was like sort of hoping you were gonna say that so we could dive down the road uh-huh. but
1: I, I saw a little bit of it. Yeah. did you
0: okay yeah okay so i mean it's drama i love it i can't i can't lie so but daniel thank you for coming on the podcast thank you for sharing your time with me your expertise your knowledge your experience your journey i know that nurses will get something out of it so thank you for sharing
1: hey this is a lot of fun if you ever need me to come back on again you know people have more questions about personal finance or entrepreneurship definitely let me know i'd, I'd be more than happy to, to do it again <laughs>
0: Oh, thanks for fantastic. Having me. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. All right, guys, don't forget to enjoy the journey of your careers. And thanks for hanging out with me today. Bye. So, that's a wrap. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And leave me a review if you like the show. I would love to get five stars. The Dr. News podcast is on the World Wide Web, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, and TikTok. Subscribe to my newsletter for updates on new podcast episodes and other information to help you on your own nursing journey. You can always message me at the DrNursePodcast at gmail.com with any career professions that you are interested in hearing about. And just a friendly reminder, the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only, and the information should not be used in substitute for professional care by a medical provider. The information in this podcast does not represent medical or professional advice or services. Ji mama, mama Bye, aba mama bye